0: Well, he is risen. He's risen indeed. There is a reason to celebrate. I love um, the the students coming up and reading the story. I love Faith coming up here and uh, breaking verbs because in Texas, that's how we talk. That ain't it. That ain't the end of the story for us. Isn't that good news? It's, it's, it's how we talk, but everybody understands it. You can go up north and go, that's not the reason why you can do that. When you come down here and text, you got to go, that ain't it. He no longer in that tomb anymore. He has risen from the grave, and all power, all dominion, all might belongs to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And that's the reason why we celebrate. Is that a reason to celebrate today? Have you ever been to a celebration? How many of you guys have ever been to a celebration? I'm talking about a real celebration. You guys been to a celebration? It doesn't look like this. It doesn't look like people sitting down, you know, going, wow, that's a nice service. It does, it's not, it's people celebrating. i seen, I'm telling you, it's like I told you that story. When I went to the NASCAR. They celebrate when ain't nothing going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, before they say start your engines, people are, like, woo! You know what I'm saying? There's a, so there should be a, re, there should be a woo in your spirit because Jesus has risen from the grave, right? Yeah. That's that, that's that Texas way of saying things when you don't know what else to say, right? When you ain't got nothing else in your spirit, you just, woo, you know what I'm saying? You just, that's a Texas way, <laughs> you know? And, and I'm gonna go take it a step further. you go gonna get mad at me. Black people take it a little bit further. We don't go, woo, we go, ow, you know what I'm saying? We got an owl in our spirit, like somebody, owl, you know what I'm saying? So, y'all looking at me like, no, we don't, but I do. Uh, <laughs> Corona West knows what I'm talking about. We go, we owl, that's how we got rhythm, and that's how we dance, it's owl, that's Ow. how we get down. I'll teach you that one Sunday morning, but not today. The, the truth is, is there's a celebration that should be in your spirit because that is the reason why we are here. You're not here just to dress up, just because you bought something new just to come here. You are here. This is the hinge point of why we celebrate. This is a reason why we exist. That's the reason why they call us Christians. That's the reason why they call us followers of God. That's the reason why they call us people who are fanatic about Jesus because he is no longer in the tomb. He's no longer in the grave. He's no longer in the place of defeat, but he's defeated death, hell, and the grave, and all power, all dominion, all might belongs to him. So I'm telling you, whoo, in the spirit, because God has raised him from the dead. There's other people in the tomb. You go check, check all these other rulers, and they still got bones in the tomb. Still got a little older to them, but Jesus came up out of the grave I love it when the fact that when they tell the story, they said the angel was sitting on top of the stone that just rolled away. You know, when I get tired after a long day, what is the first thing I do? I sit down on something because the work is completed. See, you could have sat in there inside the grave or the angel could have sat inside the grave, decided to sit on top of the tomb because it symbolizes the fact that whatever held the place where Jesus was no longer had that place any longer. Yeah. And I'm looking at you this morning. And I want to tell you that the place that Satan had over the mouth of the tomb of your life, he no longer has anymore yeah, yeah. because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because of the power of God. That power will make Paul say, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation. Do you understand what I'm talking about? The power of God of salvation? That's why it's because we don't live an event. We live a lifestyle of the resurrection. There's every day that we live the resurrected life of Jesus Christ. The power of the resurrection. And here's the promise. It's the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead that lives in you and me and is able to quicken our mortal bodies to do what God has called us to do. Do you hear what I'm telling you? Oh, man, I'm telling you, that's a reason to celebrate. And yes. Yeah, there's an Easter egg hunt after, after church today, and you will find me knocking kids over trying to find eggs. I'm just kidding. You don't knock my kid over. I see some of your bombs. Bombs you, get, get vicious when it comes to That kids get the eggs. But here's what I love about this. Yeah, I know. Awesome. Here's what I know. That I remember growing up in the Damascus Road Baptist Church in Camden, Arkansas. <laughs> And we would have I couldn't wait till after service because I was the one that was going to find all the eggs and I was going to tackle you if you had some eggs. And so I was making sure that I, I'm telling you, just like the swarm of locusts, just what we would we would just scour the grounds. And what I was what was funny was, is the fact when it got to my time to get the eggs, they would try to hide them in, in, in places that, like I wouldn't know where they were. When the kindergarten kids would go out, they would just drop them everywhere. And the kids would just find him and put I mean come back with just a bunch of eggs. But me, I knew where the stash was before the Easter egg hunt was. So therefore, I was going in there trying to eat the candy before they even put it out. Kids were opening eggs, going, ain't nothing in here. I know. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He is risen. <laughs> he no longer in the egg. <laughs> he no longer in the egg. He's risen. Got chocolate running all down inside my mouth. He's risen indeed. <laughs> Would indeed get a belt after this service, too. And there's a reason to celebrate, man. We, I'm telling you, there's reason. we love to celebrate. The, and it's the hinge point. It's the reason why we exist. It's the reason why we're radical. People want to know, why are you Christians so fanatical? Why are you so fanatical? Why are you crazy about just this? He, yeah, there's stories in the Bible, all this stuff. Like, you don't understand And that's why the message of the cross is foolishness to those that are perishing. But to those of us that are being saved, it is the power of God. It is the power of God. So we don't, you people don't understand it. What do you mean the power of God? Can't you look around? Looks like you guys are losing. Looks like you've lost some places. Look like there's some things. Have you looked around society? Have you looked at the news? Have you seen all the things that are going on? Uh, Fauci, Fokey, whatever his name is, is talking about another wave of stuff coming. I don't know. What's his name? Fauci? Fal- 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 Foki. What's his name? Anyway, wait, wait, trying to talk about another wave is coming? While Fauci is talking about another wave, I'm looking for a wave of the Spirit of God that's going to cross across America, wash across the church and wake the church up and call her to be who God has called her, called her to be. Step into the place that God has called her to step in because he is risen. And turn the news off. And turn on the good news of the gospel of the kingdom of God. Because what I hear, I got some inside sources. From what I hear, the Bible says that the kingdom of God is advancing. Everywhere you look, you're like, well, it doesn't look like he's happening in the school. Everywhere you look, it doesn't look like he's happening in the government. Everywhere you look, you can see, you can think that that the outside forces are winning. But the Bible says that the kingdoms of this world are becoming the kingdom of, of our God. And if that's the case, then the power of the resurrection has to come on the inside of us to step up and take our rightful place in the kingdom and do what God's called us to do and to be who God's called us to be. The power of the resurrection causes the church to be like, I'm not going to sit back and take it anymore. Whatever the world is saying, I'm going to do the opposite. We're going to come in the opposite spirit, not just to fight, but to fight with love. That's different when when you come with love because that's what Jesus did. Amen? The power of the resurrection. Are you excited about that? Yes. You have your Bibles. I want you to turn with me to 1 Corinthians. Uh, First Corinthians. To to first, we're going to turn to Hebrews chapter two, but you also well, we're going to go first to 1 Corinthians chapter fifteen. You should be excited about what God has in store for you. That's right. I want you to leave here today not just challenged but excited about your what's next, what is this next season, and be. Not just excited, because I know that pastors use that word a lot, a lot. Me and Pastor Kevin are trying not to use that word. Elated, uh, grateful, um, whatever. <laughs> it's good. I want you to I want you to see this. This is Harlan. This is uh, Pastor, Pastor Vernon and his, and his daughter talking about being excited about Easter. Check this video out. Easter morning, I rise. Uh-huh. I lift and pray. Forgiveness and salvation's plan. Yes, Amen, yes! (laughs) That's our our next gen pastor. I would say this if you've got kids and they're not in the youth group, you need to have them in the youth group. There's nobody more fun and absolutely loves the kids like Pastor Vernon does. And I love the fact that him and Harley can have church all by themselves. They don't need, did y'all see how she went? I lift and raise my hands. What is she, 37? How old is she? She's just like, mm, mm. Be having church all by themselves. You ain't got to have an organ. Just go ahead and be like, Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they just have church all by themselves. So, Some of y'all laughing, but some of y'all need to have church all by yourself, too. Some of you that are in the darkness and in the, in the, in depression and in, in, in the place of anxiety and worry, you need to start having church all by yourself. How do you have church all by yourself? Well, you got the one that started the church on the inside of you. Sometimes it's just you and Jesus. Amen? Yes, sometimes you don't. Know, I mean, I'm telling you what, uh, sometimes when I don't want nobody to see me dancing, I pull the shades down yeah. and I turn on that music and all of a sudden I start dancing. The whole house is shaking. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Dad's in there dancing and worshiping the Lord. Is it an earthquake? No, chill. That's dad in there. You need to have church all by yourself. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered this morning. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Are you ready for this? We go. We're going to start at verse 20. It says, but now Christ is risen from the dead. Start off with that. He's risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep, those who have died. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. But each one in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterwards those who are Christ at his coming, then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom kingdom to God the Father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet, The last enemy, I want you to hear this, the last enemy that will be destroyed is death. For he has put all things under his feet. But when he says all things are put under him, it is evident that he who put all things under him is accepted. Now, when all things are made subject to him, then the son himself will also be subject to him who put all things under him that God may be all in all. Now I want you to skip on down to verse 50. Here's what it says. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit corruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Verse 55. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? Then it explains this. The sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's good news. Let's turn over to Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14. I'm going to read this and then we're going to talk. We're going to have a conversation. Verse 14. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14, the writer of Hebrews says this Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil, and release, everybody say release, release, release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For he indeed does not give aid to the angels, but does give aid to the seed of Abraham. That's us. Let's pray. Lord, I want to thank you for this time. I'm asking you, Lord, to bless the reader and the hearer of your word, but also help us to have ears to hear and eyes to see what the Spirit of God wants to show us today. Help us, Lord, to really hone in and really hear. That all the distractions go in the name of Jesus. And help us, Lord, to really see what you're doing in jesus name amen amen the last enemy that we just got to reading about is death where jesus comes in and he destroys death he destroys death hell and the grave and he takes the keys that's the reason why and he's risen from the grave because there are things that have happened because jesus went to the cross as i said earlier that the message of the cross is foolishness it doesn't make sense People, I don't care what denomination, I don't care what kind of political background, I don't care where you come from, what kind of walk of life you come from, everybody has to enter in the narrow gate, which is Jesus. Jesus is the only way to the Father. He's the only way to heaven. So you need to understand that. Where you just say, well, this denomination says this. This denomination says this. What does the Bible say? The Bible says that all of our sins are as filthy rags. All your goodness, everything that you've ever tried to do to try to be good is as filthy rags. There is not one righteous, not one. Nobody is righteous. You are born into sin. I I was there when each one of my kids was born. They looked beautiful. I, my heart fell for them I, I still love them but there came a day with that ah, beautiful baby mine I mean selfish and mine who are you I'm like I'm the one paying these bills around here <laughs> That diaper you're wearing, that's, I bought that. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just like, they, they turn into stuff, you know? I mean, you just, like God, you could not have blessed me with such a wonderful, eh, oh, that's so great. Mine, mine. He hit me. Oh, it broke. How did it break? I don't know. It just fell off and broke and just, and just hurt itself. I don't know. Why are my tools in here? They got up and had legs and walked in here. I don't know how they got in here. So you can think all day long that you were born in whatever God says you were born in sin, and no matter how much you try to be righteous, no matter how much you try to prove yourself and try to do good, your righteousness is still as filthy rags, stench, stinky, nasty rags. The only reason why I got a hate relationship with filthy rags is because one of my jobs when we was when we were growing up was the dishwasher. And I hated that job. You hear me, Mom? (laughs) I didn't like that job. I'd get in there and it'd be my time to wash the dishes. And it would never fail that as I was washing the dishes and as I thought I was done, somebody would come with that last bowl, with that last cup, with that last utensil and drop it in the sink and smile at me and and leave. (laughs) That's when I would take that filthy rag and roll it up. And turn into Indiana Jones and pop somebody. You know what I'm saying? I was good at it too. I could leave a mark on you and write my name in the back of your leg as you was leaving. Shepow. Shepow. You know what I'm saying? I was just good at it. And you're laughing. And, and it's good to laugh. But that's what it looks like the enemy does to us when, he, when we try to do good in our own way. Filthy rags. No good. But that's what... God did through Jesus, trying to prove, what are we we doing? How are we we going this way? God said, listen, I've made a way for you. And so he defeated death. He defeated the grave. And he snatched the keys from the enemy. And he does have all power, all dominion, all might. And that's why we celebrate. He came out of the tomb with that. This is what I love about God. He goes a step further as he defeated that. This is what we're talking about. We go back to verse, to, verse 14. B, where it says that he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, in verse 15, and release free those who through the fear of death were all their lifetime in bondage. So he defeats death, but what do you do about the fear of death? People have a fear of dying because nobody knows what happens when you die. And so all their time, all the time they're trying to live, trying to live, trying to do everything they can to defeat death, to try to defeat death in their own way, trying to run away from death. Everybody's going to have to die. Like, Chris, you got any good news? Uh, Yeah, there's good news for those of us that are in Christ. Those of us that are in Christ, when we fall asleep, Paul said to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. That's why it's, it's 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 good for us. Listen, Paul was like, "Do I stay or do I go?" He's like, "What do, what do I do?" Because he knows that that to be absent, is to be present with the Lord. So there's hope for us. But to those of us that are that are those of you that are not not in the Christ, then then there's 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 no way for you except for to go to go in Christ. But he says the fear of death. Everybody's trying to run from death. We do things to try to run from death. It's true. You you don't you do things you don't even necessarily know about. I'm. I'm trying, or even right now, to be, to be, to be healthy. And I went to the, the surgeon just this past week uh, because I have a surgery that's coming up. And he sat there, and I sat there and looked in his eyes. And this brother sat there and told me everything that could happen wrong on the operating table. <laughs> I'm serious. Just look at me dead in my eye. Cross crossed his legs leaned up on the table and says, I can nick an artery and you can bleed to death. He says, you can have cardiac arrest on the table. He goes, I've seen people. I was like, stop, 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 stop right there. Now, how is this helping me, uh, sir? How is this helping me? He goes, I am obligated to tell you everything that can go wrong on the operating table. I was like, tell me what's going to go right on the operating table. He's just like, well, after the surgery, you could be pain-free. I don't want to hear could be, because if you start cutting on me, I'm going to wake up and cut you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but but I, all of a sudden, you're, you're laughing, but I'm sitting, I'm sitting there talking to him, and I'm thinking about the fact that you, all of a sudden fear starts gripping my heart. I'm being honest, you. fear starts gripping my heart. Like, well, I don't want him nicking any artery. I like my kidneys, you know? I don't want him nicking any arteries. I don't want, and all of a sudden, the Lord's like, hey. I'll be with you. I was like, I know, but I don't like him. You know what I'm saying? I don't like this guy. Get him, God. Let him know. And while I got you here, why don't you heal me so I don't have to go see this guy? So the truth is is that you don't come back. Death, listen to me, death creeps around corners. Death goes through walls, goes through uh, matter. Death will find you and seek you out because it is appointed one time for man to die than the judgment. And so here's what God is saying, not only did I destroy, I'm destroying the last enemy, but I'm also going to destroy the fear of death. Because that fear of death keeps the body of Christ in bondage all their lifetime, unless they get free. And some of you are looking at me right now going, what are you you talking about the fear of death? I'm talking about fear, period. Fear has immobilized and and kept the body of Christ at a place where they're at a standstill. Fear has stopped us from stepping out and being who God's called us to be. Fear has kept kept us from being the best husbands, being the best fathers, being the best wives, being the best anything. Fear. Why is it that fear stops us from moving forward? The fear. What is keeping us As a body of Christ, from from moving forward in the things of God, it's fear. Fear of death. Because if if you're fearful of dying, then you're also fearful of living. Here's what I mean by that. If you're always trying to play it safe so that you don't die, then you're also trying to play it safe so that you don't live the fullest life that God has for you. Fear. He says, I've destroyed it. I've destroyed not the death, of the last enemy death, but I've also came after the fear of death. How do you eradicate fear? By knowing the Father's love. He said his perfect love cast out all fear. I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to answer it in your own heart. What are you afraid of? What part of fear has kept you from living the life that God has called you to live? Some of you say, well, I'm not afraid of death. You're afraid of something. You're afraid of something that would keep you from moving forward. What is it? What is it that keeps you from stepping out? What is it that keeps you from being vocal about your faith? What is it that keeps you from... Doing what God's called you, He destroyed. The, that's what we talk about—the power of the resurrection. Now I know, guys, and I'm not trying to make fun of you. I know it's easy for us to be in a group of people who be like, "Yes, Jesus raised from, was raised from the dead." Then when you're out there by yourself, you be like, <clears throat> You know what I'm saying? So, what it keeps you from moving forward in that? Fear. Fear does. We used to have a video game and Nintendo where we would play uh, Mike Tyson Punch-Out. Anybody ever remember that game? your If if you remember that? Mike Tyson, I'm, I'm, I know I'm dating myself. Mike Tyson Punch-Out. And I would defeat all the opponents until they got to Mike Tyson. And I would talk to myself when I got to Mike Tyson because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to defeat Mike Tyson because I beat all these other guys, and I would get to him. And all of a sudden, Mike would come out. And the only way that I could beat him is because I'd had to wait for him to swing, and then I would swing, and then I would talk to myself. I'd be like, come on, if you can do it, it's good for you to be able to fight and punch and get the get the last punch in, you know. I started talking to myself, and I remember the first day that I beat him, I was, man, I was like, man, this is great. I, had, I mean, I could do it all the time, but I remember fear walking, up. and it's just a video game. It's just crazy, but it's just like that Satan's playing you. The reason why I brought the video game into it is because Satan's playing you to make you think, that you can't do what God's called you to do. That's why the body of Christ has been quiet. Quiet, like right now. Quiet. You can't hear from us. You hear us complain about stuff on TV. You hear us complain about stuff when it goes on. You hear us, we get loud then when things don't go on. We talk about stuff going on in government, stuff going on in the school system, stuff going on around our world. We get, we get, we can start talking, we can complain with the best of them. But the action part Where are we? Fear. It'll grip you. Just like I was sitting there talking to that doctor, it'll grip you. But God said, I have destroyed the one who brings fear. You don't have to stay in that place of fear any longer because you can say greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world by my God. David said by my God I could run through a troop and leap over a wall. He was Superman before Superman even came about. He said I know that my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glories by Christ Jesus. I know in whom I have believed that he is able to keep that which I've committed to him against that day. Thou O Lord are a shield for me. You're the glory and lifter of my head. Your glory is my rear guard. You're in front of me. You're beside me though a thousand fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand is not going to come near me a thousand, one can put a thousand in flight two can put 10,000 in flight I serve a God who is the captain of the host and his name is Jesus yeah. and if he's with us and he's destroyed the, the fear of the enemy then who are we to stay sitting back in our, in our place in our seat and not stepping out in what God has called us to do he destroyed it. the power of the resurrection that's why we celebrate is it true Am I making this up? It's the truth. Years ago, I went hunting with my dad. Um, I love, it was small game hunting that dad would take me to. That's how he taught us how to hunt, is that he would take us not too far from behind the house. And one evening, me not listening like sometimes I do, my dad would say, Chris, stay behind me and walk like I walk and walk where I step where I step. And me not paying attention, looking up in the trees or whatever, I look up, and my dad was gone. I mean, gone. And it was one evening that it got really dark. And I'm sitting there, and and I can't find him. Now, I knew these woods, but I didn't know where he was. And so think about a 12-year-old, 12, 13-year-old, in the woods with his dad, and now he's just absolutely just gone. And I'm telling you what, that's a fear that comes over you like nobody's business. It's one thing, it's one thing for you to get lost in the supermarket, because my mom lost me one time in the supermarket. You just to go to the snack aisle and wait for her. You know, you just have to, I used to go to the snack aisle and just eat my fill. And then she'd be like, there you are. You know what I'm saying? But but being lost in the woods and all of a sudden, how I many know noise are, you don't know this, but noises are amplified in the woods at dark in the nighttime. <laughs> And you start thinking about the worst of the worst. Like all the squirrels are going to come and get me, to get revenge, and chipmunks, and the rabbit's going to come and gnaw my leg off. And all of a sudden, Gollum is going to come down the tree and goes, my precious, you know, I'm just... You think about the worst of the worst of the worst of the worst when you're in the woods by yourself. you just like, I don't know. what. I mean, I, I mean, 13 year old. I mean, I'm just like, I, I'm 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 afraid. I am absolutely afraid. The crickets are extra loud and and all the trees branches. Mm, I just seen Sleepy Hollow. I'm waiting for the headless horseman to come running by. I'm waiting for Satan to drag me to. Hey, I don't know what's going on. I am afraid like there's nobody's business. And you know the enemy starts doing double time on your mind when you are afraid. Now Some of you are sitting here right now. And you're in that place right now. You ain't, you ain't said anything about it. You had not told anybody about it. But you know you are at a place where you're afraid right now of some things that could happen, that may happen, that you think might come and slip up on you. And the truth is, is all of it is a lie because it hadn't happened yet. Fear, the only thing that fear is, is, is something that you've told yourself that hadn't even happened yet. You made yourself up a story. And some of them are just outrageous. I'm never going to get that job because nobody likes me. And I'm always, stop being the victim. You're the victor in Christ Jesus. I'm always going to be broke. I'm never, ever going to have the money I need. Stop. Do you serve the same God that I do that supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glories? Telling yourself a story that hadn't even happened yet. And you're living that story out. And it's keeping you from stepping into who God has called you to step into. I'm sitting there, absolutely afraid. Afraid is like a nice word to say. I was terrified. And you know what was funny about the whole thing? As I'm sitting there and I got a gun sitting in my lap and I'm I'm crying. I have a weapon. That my dad gave to me, and I'm sitting there upset because I'm lost. Here's what that means for you. You can be in a church service full of people around you and still be afraid. You can come to a Bible study of people that pray for you, and you still can be afraid. You can be around people on your job and and go go home to people that love you and still be all alone and afraid. In the middle of that, you can have Bibles on your shelf, a Bible app on your phone. You can have an app that tells Siri to call the app so that you can read the Bible to yourself and sing songs about whatever and still be afraid. The only way to conquer fear is to know what Jesus did and appropriate the victory of the power of the resurrection to, in your life. And know that his perfect love cast out all fear. Because remember, we just read it. He came to free, to release those who by the fear of death has been in bondage all their life. The only way for you to get free is to know the love of the Father. He defeated the devil and he defeated fear. And he said his perfect love cast out all fear. And I remember sitting there thinking, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fire my gun in the air so that I get my dad to come, come find me. And in the middle of that, right as I get ready to fire that gun, I heard my dad's voice. Chris. Chris. Dad. Chris. Dad. Where are you? I'm over here. Stay put. I'll come to you. No, I'm coming to you. Stay put. I'm coming to you. I didn't listen to him. I just ran with his voice. Dad, and I'm telling you what, when I found him, I couldn't even see him because it was dark. But when I found him, there was nothing like hearing the voice of my dad, the voice of the father. This afternoon, I want to tell you that he's called you by name. Not only has he called you by name, but he knows where you are. Because some of you are in the woods of despair, some of you are in the wilderness of your of your relationship with the Lord. Some of you are in the wilderness of relationships in your life. Some of you are in the wilderness and you're you're in a dark place and you haven't told anybody. Because we are good at putting on putting on a show. Listen, we were putting on masks way before the mask mandate mandate came about. We were putting on masks, trying to. We were just like, hey, hello, how are you doing? Oh, I'm so blessed and highly favored of the Lord. If you call up here, this is what happens when you call up here at the church. You hear my daughter going, It's a great day at Sojourn Church. How can I help you? But here's what happened when I call It's a great day at Sojourn Church. How can I help you? It's me. Oh, hey. (laughs) What do you need? Uh, How about you keep that same energy? You know, it's dad, senior pastor of the church. Yeah, what do you need? I'm working. Why? Because we know how to put you laughing, but we put that same show on when we're around our friends. We're around people that love us. We're the same. And so God said, I want to free you from that. So that you don't put on a mask, but you put on the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness and you exchange beauty for ashes. And not only that, you the all of joy for mourning that you put on God and you put on Christ. And all of a sudden you don't have to be two faced anymore, but you put on who God has called you to be. And you step out in the power of the resurrection and you step into your destiny that God has called you to. What are you afraid of? What's keeping you back? What's holding you back? What's entangled you? Is it a besetting sin? Is it something that has kept you from what God has said for you? What is keeping you back? There ought to be something on the inside of you that says, I'm tired of this. I'm ready to step out in the freedom now." God just step. I want to get out of this bondage. I want to get away from this, this, this apathy, this lethargy. I want to get out of this place where I'll, this has held me bound. I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired of walking in anxiety. I'm tired of stepping in. I'm tired of that. But I want to step in the peace That surpasses all understanding. I want to step into his life. So what are you afraid of? What is the power of the resurrection going to break in your life today? To free you to be who God's called you to be. Power of the resurrection. Same spirit, not a lesser one. Not have half one, same spirit that raised Christ from the. What are you afraid of? What's keeping you back? What's keeping you from stepping forward? What fears do you have? What anxieties do you have? What makes your heart beat fast for no reason? Besides the lover of your soul, which is Jesus. What keeps you up at night? God says, "I destroyed the devil." So that I could release you through the fear of death, have kept you in bondage. Here's what he said. I've not given you, again, the spirit of fear, but of love. Come on, say it with me. Power and a sound mind. And a sound mind. Where's that war raging, waging in your life? Right here between your ears. Some of us have more space than others, by the way. Right here between your ears. Then he says this. Not giving you the spirit of bondage again to fear, but I've given you the spirit of adoption by which you cry out, Abba, Father. You want to know how to, you want to, know how to defeat fear and get that fear and eradicate it out of your life? A, a release of the love of the Father. Some people say to, say to me, and I'm going to close with this. I'm over time. But some people say to me this. When I tell them, hey, we got free indeed coming up. We have free indeed coming up. And people be like, I've already done that. I've already gone to free indeed. You, you, you need to get somebody else. I, I know some people that need, free, need freedom. I'll get them. I'll get them. They need to come to free indeed. I'm telling you, you need to go to free indeed. Because the reason why we have these things. We keep doing it over and over. You guys, you just keep doing the same old things over and over again. Because we know that freedom is not an event. It is a lifestyle. Freedom. Is, an, is not just an event. And so that's why we have it, because every time I do it, every time we share it, every time we do it, I'm, I'm, I'm up here sharing about free indeed. I and mean, the Lord showed me something about myself because it's like layers of freedom that God wants to release. He wants to free you from the bondage of fear. And the way that he does it is through the love of the Father where he releases to you the thing that have kept you bound. Anybody ready to be free? Anybody ready to step into the freedom that God has for you? Where you've been afraid. And I want you to think about it. Where you've been afraid. Where you've just, where you've been afraid to step out. I'm talking about as a church, ladies and gentlemen. Because there's some places that God is calling us to go to that there's going to be some, there's going to be some, some, some opposition. There's going to be some pushback. I want you to listen to me right now. We are entering into, I want you to hear this. Please Listen. We are entering into a time, this is not to release fear on you, but I'm telling you, I'm going to get you ready. That We're entering into a time right now where the world, they do not understand what we believe and why we believe it, but they need to hear it, and we need to be the ones that proclaim it and take it to them. Not just with our mouths, but also with our actions. We've been talking long enough. We've been talking way long enough. It's time for action. One of the things my mom would do when she, would got, when she got tired of us because we would be making noise and stuff, doing stuff, whatever, and she goes, I said, stop. And we keep on going, doing what we were doing, whatever. Anybody, every mom knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Raise your hand, mom. You know what I'm talking about. Mother's Day is coming up. You say, well, all right, they're going to get you. They're going to get you back. Mother's Day is coming up. And so they would sit there. We'd be like talking. We were like, I said, y'all stop. You know, and all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this, this beautiful, wonderful lady who, who loves the Lord and, and is full of, of joy and peace and life, turns into somebody I've never seen before. She goes, mm, I said, stop. And this is what she would say. I'm tired of talking. I'm tired. I just, I've talked long enough. Go get me a switch. And she would always send my brother to go get a switch, and he'd come back with a tree branch. She'd be like, what am I going to do with that? She goes, he going go, beat him with it. Beat him with that tree branch. Just drag him back. Had to have help dragging it back. And then Vanessa, Vanessa, same way. She'd be like, man, you, you got to get the kids, whatever. I'm just like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to beat the kids. She goes, you got a choice. I go, I'm going to beat the kids. <laughs> she got tired of talking. You should be tired of talking and ready to start walking. Tired of talking, ready to start walking. I'm, I'm, I'm done, I'm fed up talking about what's going on in, in, in the wild. We talk about it all we want to, but until we do something, the talk is not going to do anything. Right. Prayer is one thing, action is another. What are you afraid of?